starts with an S. So swim, swummy, slippy, slappy. Oh yeah, it's right here. You're listening to Sky's the Limit Radio. I was way off. Entertainment with no ceilings. I knew it started with an S though. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk, just a bit outside, he tried the corner and missed. They're edgy, uncensored, and off the chain. I'm sorry, I don't know what just happened. No Boundaries Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Derek Fugers. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here. And Greg Wiley, the queen of the crop, and there is no one that does it better. For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. Nobody does it better. What's up, everybody? Hey, it's your boy Craig, and you know what today is. It's Wednesday, which means we are bringing you another edition, No Boundary Sports Talk. I'm joined today with the one, the only. Some people may say he looks like a, a, a brother of mine, and we are brothers from a different mother. My boy, Derek Fugers. How you doing today? I'm wonderful, man. I am wonderful, A-OK, looking fine, looking great. You know, I had to go make deliveries today, so I have a, a, cor- a color-coordinating outfit on today. So I like, I look good, I feel good, hopefully I sound good today. That's the plan. You look nice. You look like you would go good in a pair of breads right now. I mean, I got I got a pair of bread for Jordan 4s on. You I know? knew that. That's why I mentioned that. All right. All right. You know, and, and, and one thing we do like to talk about here on No Boundaries Sports Talk, that even the most, you know, nonchalant shoe aficionados have told me, hey, I'm really digging the sneaker thing. Like, I'm not like a huge sneaker fan like you guys, but it's cool to hear you guys talk about the shoes that you guys do. We do it for the culture. That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing it for. I'm telling you right now, we're culture heads, and we're doing it for the culture. Hey, the sneakerhead culture is a big thing. It is a real thing. Like, um, I, like I said last week, I'm trying to be the Cape Crusader of sneakers, all right. You ain't nothing Just wrong. Trying with to that. Divide, div- uh, divide and conquer when it comes to the sneaker world. There is nothing wrong with that. We have a pretty big slate for you guys today, so it might be a little bit of a long show. Not, not you know, not that you guys don't like it. Who knows? It, yeah, it all depends. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, roll one up, yeah. and enjoy the ride, yeah, baby. Exactly. Maybe get a cup of coffee, maybe a beer, whoever. Maybe a Mountain Dew. However you're feeling, oh. you can get all hyped up on Mountain Dew if you like. I'm cool with that. I'm like 99% sure our boy Logan listens to us while enjoying a nice Bud Light. You still think he, you th- he still think he, he geez. you still think he drinks Bud Lights? Yeah, he does. I know. He I've, does. So I've, he's he's I've seen standing it. strong. He, hey, he's he's brand strong, baby. Despite of all the he's, controversy. He, hey, my boy said he didn't uh, listen, care. Listen, I'm not hating on him. Me neither. I'm not hating on him. He's a Florida State fan, so you know it makes sense. I'm just saying when I went to the freaking to the store the other night to get some sodas, but light was still full. That's all I'm saying. It, you know what? As somebody who's a vendor in the stores, I have noticed that, and that's a whole d- different topic that I can for a whole other show. Yep, <laughs> probably just another convo. <laughs> but speaking of sneakers, uh, we we talked about the J Balvin Jordan threes releasing 
on September 2nd. That's what the supposed date was supposed to be. That you've seen everywhere. And we've but, seen photos of these. And you know, correct. obviously, they are a shoe that exists because we've seen different celebrities, multiple celebrities over the past few weeks getting theirs exclusively early. Yep. I'm a little salty. So, uh, yeah, of course. But the Jordan... Three J Balvin Medellin Sunsets are set to release on September 23rd at select Jordan brand retailers and Nike.com slash sneakers and stadium goods. The price tag is going to be a staggering $250. I cannot believe that they keep jacking the prices up on these shoes. And I've told y'all in the past inflation that this sneaker reselling game isn't no joke. Nike and Jordan brand are starting to see. Wow. These people are really paying $350 for a pair of Jordans aftermarket. Okay. Well, guess what? The Jordan 17s are about to drop this next uh, next year, Craig Wiley Jr. Uh-huh. They're coming in their metal case. Guess how much the retail price of those are? $350. $300, Craig Wiley Jr. So y'all keep doing that resale game. You keep doing it because you got to have the hottest sneakers out. I gotta, I'll get them whatever it is. All right. You're going to be paying that. Retail here. I got it. I got it. I don't got it, damn it. I don't got it either. I'm trying to save and try to spend that 160 that we were paying on the Jordan 1 fucking four years ago. But now they're almost 190. I, I have seen that the shoes on the resale sites aren't moving as quickly as they once were. I'm balling, or as much as a, a, a profit margin either. I'm balling on a budget. Facts. That's what you hear. Telling you that right now, but uh, September 23rd, Jordan 3, J Balvin's, the Medellin Sunsets are set to release that day, getting postponed, no idea why, Jordan, I just, like I said, remember I told you. Same thing happened with, with the, uh, the DJ Khaled's as well, they didn't come out the original Remember day. I told you though, a lot of people have the release date, but certain cats who get that plug information first, they don't really get the 100% story behind they get a date but even that date that they get from their plug isn't always accurate and that was the case here this time and it was close though i mean yeah i mean september 2nd september 23rd we got the two i mean but you know the whole situation came down to you can't always believe what's out there you got to yeah. wait till you hear here on no boundary sports talking i'm just letting you know that right now facts all right and then another sneaker coming out. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Shout out to Steve. Emmett Smith, the E22s, the Reebok editions are dropping September 15th. That's next week. That is next week, ladies and gentlemen. So look out, be on the lookout for those. I'm sure they'll be dropping out on, on, on every sneaker app, a.k.a. Foot Locker, Champs. Next Friday. You know, Stadium Goods, all that fun stuff. So be on the lookout for those. I'm definitely going to be in the running for one of those for a pair from my big brother. I got to take care of them. And they're actually a really, really nice colorway. We will be posting them on STLR Sports Talk right after this show hits. So if you're on Instagram and strolling before the show hits, you'll probably even see the damn shoes. And I'll remind you, oh, shit, I got to go watch, listen to No Boundary Sports Talk. And STLR Sports drop. Talk, baby, if you haven't followed us already. But So, yeah, so those drop on September 15th, next Friday, the E22 Reebok Editions drop. So those are going to be another big sneaker for most Cowboy fans. You would you would think that most Cowboy fans are going to get out there and tear those up. I, I think they're going to be a hot hot commodity. And to be honest with you, with some of these sneakers that they're starting to drop, even with Nike as well, Reebok getting into the game, 
I kind of got a lot of the Jordans that I want. The only thing different now is just the the different colorways because, you know, if, if you're a Jordan person, you have your specific Jordans. Some sneakerheads have, have gone out to where they at least got one pair of every of the, you know, certain Jordans up to a certain number. I have the ones that I just personally like. And outside of a, a colorway coming out that I absolutely have to have, as far as new shoes go, I, I'm not really sold on, you know, trying to, Fight for like every average Jordan that comes out, but things like this Emmett Smith, the E22, that's that was a nice shoe, and I think later on in his career he ended up going to Nike as well, and I think you know that would be cool if Nike dropped their edition of this, um, even some of the Barry Sanders which, which we've seen in the past. I want to start collecting some of these shoes, just the nostalgia of, of my childhood of me growing up. The Charles Barkleys we just seen on Instagram, you know, a, a, it's another shoe we're going to be talking about later on, just a precursor for you guys, because it's something that we, we see. We don't want to just talk about Jordan brand only. You know, we've we, we've thrown Kobe out there. We've talked Yeezy, Deion so, Sanders shoes, Deion like Sanders, said. the Primes. So with, with, with some of these, I, I want to say newer shoes. But more like the the remakes, they're bringing back the classics for people. You know, a lot of our audience is that age. You know, I, I see the 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 numbers on on everything. So our, our age range is between like 25, 45 male viewers. You know what I mean? So hey, guess what? All those guys more than likely grew up looking at the same shoes we're talking about. They're making a comeback, and you know just. Kind of like back when bell bottoms came back and all the different things, the older styles they still hold relevance. I see all these old videos of like old high school videos, like on the video camera, like the '90s nostalgia high school stuff, and like you just see the comment section, man. Like, man, this was the times, and these shoes that we're talking about are part of those times, man. It, that '90s nostalgia, you know, what I'm saying is a big part in our lives to this day. You know, I mean, I got a great throwback picture of you in the '90s. On the phone right now. If I ever want to blackmail, I'm not gonna say it, but just know we got a blackmailed picture of Mr. Craig Wiley Jr. If if you guys ever want me, to, you know what I'm saying. If you ever need some shade and he's pissed you off and you're like, Yo D, see, hit me like Yo D. I'm like, listen, I I might take care of you. You know, we'll we'll, we'll have we'll have. I don't want to hear your excuse. Listen, no, we'll, we have to have a discussion about that off air. There's a reason why that picture still exists because that's my aunt Nancy in that picture. Otherwise, that I picture would have been destroyed. Okay, okay. And okay. I didn't buy that shirt for the record. It was a birthday gift, and it was poor hey, back in the whatever day. Whatever you so gotta I, tell so yourself. I, that, listen, listen, I'm telling you. Listen, I believe you, man. You're not. You don't gotta convince me. I believe you. Speaking of you college football, you don't gotta get football, defensive. Speaking you of college, get defensive. speaking of college football, <laughs> college football week one was an exciting one. At that, we had some crazy games. Wow. I mean, some some really good games in the sense of. Not too many upsets. We all knew a couple teams were going to win, but in the upset sense of there were some upsets, some major FSU upsets. FSU beating LSU. I mean, one Colorado Buffaloes taking down the TCU Horn Frogs, and you know, I mean, one Clemson Tigers getting beat by one Duke Blue Devils, and uh, that's it's not looking good. But anyway, but still, college football nonetheless was still a pretty damn exciting. And I tell you what, the changes that were made in the top 25, I thought were pretty exciting. I mean, you know, we, we talked about Colorado. They moved up. They got to 22. FSU dropped, uh, moved up to number, f- uh, number, number five, four, number four, which is well-deserving. They, they beat a number eight ranked 
LSU team very convincingly. Uh, you know, we uh, Clemson State, dropped all the way to twenty five. By the way, yep, Ohio State dropped two uh, two spots down to five because of their lackluster of performance against Indiana. And you know, just all the other teams obviously dominated. You know, Alabama won. You know, Oklahoma won. All those USC won by a lot. Caleb Williams is looking like the 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 stud quarterback. Like everybody's thinking he's going to be that that number one pick next season. I mean, hold on, I'm gonna hit you with Lee Corso. Just wait one minute here. <laughs> I mean, who they play like the Helen Keller School of the Blind and Gifted? <laughs> I mean, let's just be real here. San Jose State University. I get it, but have you ever heard of them? Ranked anything? No, in but football, I, it, the plays that he was making, there was a couple of plays where he was getting out of the pocket and threw a nice little Pat Mahomes sidearm pass and straight to the money. So I'm just saying, okay. he looks good. He looks good under pressure. I'm so we're saying. patting him on the back right now for doing what he was supposed to do. Perfect. <laughs> I'm trying to give him a little bit of flowers, but okay, listen. If you want to yell at me, I get it. Listen, don't hate me. If if he wants to get those flowers, you know, you know when I, you, I'm going to tell you when you can give your boy. Oh, O.C. Williams. Oh, my bad. That was San Jose State was was, was two weeks ago. They're already on their second. They yeah, already played their second their game. My bad. That now. was against the Nevada Lobos. Hey, man. You know who went to Nevada Lobos? Colin who? Kaepernick. All right. No, he didn't. He went to Listen, Nevada State. Caleb could earn his roses this week against Stanford. New ACC. Oh. There he goes. Alum. But we'll get into that a little bit later <laughs> in the show. But that, that that's a game right there where I feel like he can earn his roses. You know what other game he can earn his roses? September 30th, when they play against one primetime Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. Mark that on your calendar. Speaking of them. No time yet to be determined. Speaking of them, they had a pretty good win against... They a top four team of last year, the TCU Horn Frogs, who lost a lot of players. Let's let's they not did. get it twisted. They, know, they lost their quarterback Dugan. They lost their number one receiver in Quentin Johnson. I mean, two guys who almost you know who were big pivotal parts of the offense last year. Yep. But a ranked TCU team this year. There was a reason why they were number seventeen. And listen, I love Dion. I've Fully support Dion. This isn't me knocking the the Colorado Buffaloes at all. But I was I impressed absolutely because Shadur Sanders looked like a freaking Heisman candidate out there, Craig. Okay. I mean, the dude only missed nine passes. He had 512 yards, set a career record, a uh, school record in the first game. I mean, Travis Hunter doing unspeakable things. 110 total snap, 125 total snaps, total. And he's played. He had 11 catches for 100 and something yards and a touchdown, and in an interception, almost two interceptions. The kid, this this Colorado team, the running back. Let's not forget the running back who had an outstanding day as well. Just the talent that is all over the team for this Colorado team. I completely see it. But I, I still think they have a little bit more to prove to me. Not Deion son, not Shadur, not Travis Hunter. Well, I don't know. I just think the team as a whole, I think the team as a whole, 
they got to give me a little bit more something. Because at the same time, Craig, they almost lost that game too. Well, here's what I was going to say. Zach attack time because here's the thing. Yes, they did come in there. They did their thing against TCU. I'm going to go out there and tell you right now, honestly, my opinion, and this has nothing to do with my dislike for Florida State, I promise you guys. The Colorado the, no, the Colorado win. Sorry, I had something in my throat. Was more impressive against the TCU situation than I feel the FSU over LSU. Not giving, not saying that I'm not giving them their props for stopping a mud hole in LSU like they did, but there are some things that I'm going to talk about with that. Yes, it, 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 even though it's neutral site, it is pretty much a home game for Florida State. Had that game been played in Dallas or maybe Atlanta? Would it have been such a beatdown? I don't know. Maybe it would have been a closer game. It's still week one. They still got a little tough road ahead of them because guess what? One of those upsets that just happened, Clemson just lost to Duke. So guess what Clemson has to do to stay relevant? And Dabo Sweeney, who probably is going to be on the hot seat, has to do to save his job. He has to get his team prepared to whoop Florida State's ass when they come to South Carolina in a few weeks. At least win. At least you got to win. You have to at least win there. If you don't win, I mean, You're things screwed. might be getting a little dicey over there. You dropped from five to, to 25. 25. You dropped 20 spots after it, that beatdown by Duke. Things are a little uh, rough over there. But when it comes to Colorado, Smokey even said it himself. Shout out to my brother. They definitely... Don't have an easy road. Yeah, did they come out and handle their, their stuff week one? For sure. You know who's losing some sleep right now? Nebraska. Oh, man. And Matt Rule. See, I think these next four, honestly, when we were, remember, we were, me and you and Craig, and me and you and your brother, we were talking about this in the past. Chad when as the, well. When, 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 the, when, the, when, the, when the when the season, dro- when the schedules dropped, we talked about this. And I did say that I thought they were going to lose week one. We all did. But I said they were going to win their next three games after that. Collectively, all of us agreed on Nebraska and Colorado State, Correct. which are the next two games. That third game right there coming up. Oregon. Basically. Their next two games. That the same t- exact weekend when we got our dog show with Hurricane Canine Kennels. Matter of fact, same week in the J Balvin's drop. <laughs> same week in the J Balvin's drop. Hopefully they got some good Wi-Fi there because I'm going to be trying to watch a little <laughs> bit of uh, ESPN and sneaking on some of these scores and stuff just to be keeping everybody up to date. But then the weekend after that, they play Mr. Caleb Williams, potential first overall pick, whose dad got a little something to say. We'll get into that a little bit later. But they got a tough little schedule coming up. They got a, two easier games. But guess what? Matt Rupert was the laughing stock of the NFL a couple years ago. He's got something to prove. He's trying to turn that Scott Frost uh, horrendous tragedy that's been – because Nebraska, even though we're talking about old school teams, they've had some relevant teams throughout the years. Nebraska is – there's nothing out there. That's what those people in that area in the Midwest pride themselves of. Nebraska Cornhuskers Corn is a boy. brand out there. They oh. put out some some really good players in the NFL throughout the years. And to see a team like that get back into the discussions of the top 25s and things like that where they belong, you know, with this 12 playoff team expansion, 
they get that thing turned around there. And Matt Rule is was was you know really good in college before he went to the NFL. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily translate. So Absolutely. not saying anything bad, but that's going to be to me. Mean, that's an interesting game for Colorado. Noon. It's a noon game, so it's, it's early. It's going to be one of the better games on. I feel like during the you know the the first part of the uh, of the schedule this week. And you know what the difference is though, Craig. They're playing at home that week, though, man. I think that place is going to be rocking, popping like crazy there, man. First sold-out season in ever or forever or whatever. Who knows? Dude, after that win. They're ready. It's that, that home field. If for the they Colorado. just had to witness one of the greatest upsets in, in probably the team history on the television because unless they were at the live game. It wasn't a home game, so you know they're going to come set it off. I, I'm expecting them. I, I don't even know what the the point spread is. I don't even care about the point spread. I'm going to say Colorado beats Nebraska by th- at least three scores. Yeah, I could see that. And when I say three scores, I'm not talking about field goals either. I'm going to co- I'm going to come correct with it. 21-21, like yeah. savage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do agree with you on this being a more impressive win. Than FSU over LSU. And listen, what Florida State did, I'm not selling them anything short. They're listen. Colorado was a 20 point underdog. Miami going into this TCU. Miami has to play Florida State in Florida State this year. To sit here in front of you and say that I'm not worried about that game, I'd be lying to you. Of course, that team looked legit, but and I don't even I have purposely not even tried to talk about them week one. Only thing I can say about my team as of right now, and I still think they sold themselves short on, on some some points. They went out there and did what they were supposed to do against a, a lesser team. They won, and that's all I can ask for. They and it won. wasn't, it, you know, they they won. It was a statement win. But you know what? If we're going to be talking about is anybody the truth or is anybody on the comeback or whatever, Miami has a lot to prove, and they're playing against Texas A and M, which I think is ranked uh, twenty. 423 or something on this list on the rankings. So they got a lot to prove. There's going to be some very good games on this week as well. So who knows how this is going to start out, but it has started out crazy, especially with Clemson getting a mud hole stomped in them by Duke, which again, oh, see. The, the one impressive thing about Florida State is they beat an SEC school, and we know how all the news networks freaking – Choke on the SEC's dick. <laughs> so let's just be real about that. But the fact that Duke, basketball school Duke, came through and put a mud hole in Clemson, I'm going to be real with you, Derek. My boy has some great runs. I think he might have bought himself some time with some of those championships and their great you know, run that they've had. Throughout the last decade or so, and the ACC always being on top, if not the champion. But I think Dabo Sweeney might be on the hot seat. Listen, if they lose to Florida State, and I get it, Florida State's a much better team than they were last year. They have not looked impressive. Top five right now, I get it. But if you lose to Florida State, I would not be surprised if Dabo Sweeney is going to be on that hot seat. Especially losing week one to, you know, Duke like that. That's that does that's not a good look to start your season. They put some pretty impressive people into the NFL. You could check the list. Deshaun Watson. You got Trevor Lawrence. 
That's not even getting to some of the skill guys. That's just two of the quarterbacks the they put in. Or the defensive guys. Or the defensive guys they, they put in there. You guys can, can Google search that on your own. But, I mean. Where DeAndre sen- Hopkins go to school at, Greg? Yeah. Clemson. So, your boy Sunshine, since he left, and I knew it, they looked like they were going to take a step back. Because even when Trevor Lawrence was a little dinged up in one of his seasons, the backup just didn't really impress me and didn't have that it factor. And you can really tell. And, you know, Dabo's got to make some moves. But with NIL and some of these more popular schools that have better locations with some money to spend, things might get harder for some of these other schools and the NCAA because the NIL deal is such a thing. You got some alumni out there that, that have got some deep pockets that are willing to help their, their team get those, those five-star, four-star athletes. Not saying anything about Dabo, but when you got pretty much NIL out there and it's a fair playing field, who wants to go to school in South Carolina where you can go to places like California or you can go to like a Florida school, Florida State, Florida, Miami. I mean, places with, with, with better scenery, better, you know, nightlife. Because let's be real, yeah, they're student athletes, but they still want to be able to go hang out and do some fun things as well. Well, think about, you know, the teams nowadays or like Georgia. Like Georgia's a really good team right now who's getting a very good amount of defensive players there, all of its players. You know, it, I feel like these teams come and go like – Alabama, I feel like, is always Alabama. That's going to be a team who's always dominant. But Oh, I mean, listen, when, when in your community, the words Roll Tide actually have meaning. It's kind of like the Philadelphia version of John, yeah. and people know what Roll Tide means. Yeah. You, you know Alabama's a powerhouse. But at the same time, you know, think about Michigan. Michigan kind of fell off a little bit. They kind of lost their time. John Harbaugh, Harbaugh comes Kinds of brings them back to the promised land. Now they're back onto the top five every year. So it and it's it's we always see these kind of trending teams. Different cycles. It, it, Alabama, Clemson, now Georgia. So it's and, and listen. Next? One thing we talk about a lot on this show. One thing we talk about a lot in general. We love NFL. Everybody knows that. Well, guess what? You have a bunch of GMs, which is pretty much like your scouting department or your or your recruiters when it comes to college football that they do all this homework and stuff on guys, and you you enter these draft picks, and guess what? They don't all the, all the time work out. How many quarterback flops have we seen? How many first-round, you know, in, in all different sports have we seen that, you know, don't pan out? Or even, like, kind of high-round guys that don't necessarily pan out and be with, you know, the team or people actually thought they were going to be. Guess what? Same thing happens with recruiting. Just because you bring in a guy off of his skill set, Sometimes you got to look at it from a team standpoint. Like, yeah, he's a five-star guy. Dude's amazing talent. But does he fit what we do? Because if they don't, then you're pretty much wasting a player's talent, which is why the transfer portal gets used a lot now. Plus, with everything being so win-now in college football, even in the NFL, you know, hey, this coach recruited me. They're not here no more, so let me give myself a, a second chance to try to find greener pastures. So it's going to get interesting over the next few years as far as everything when it goes down. We've already seen the landscape change with with eight, the ACC adding some new members. I mean, it, it, it's pretty crazy out there with college football and how it's looking right now, and, and I'm loving it. Yeah, Caleb Williams' dad, he was came out and said some kind of crazy things in my opinion, and I kind of got an opinion on this, and I know you do too. Yes, but- we do. He came out and said... And it's very similar. Yeah, he came out and said, there's not a good situation. The truth is he can come back to school. He'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league. And I, I don't like that, man. Like, 
Just because you got the number one pick doesn't mean it's the worst scenario, just like you said. But yeah. go ahead and get into that a little well, bit Well, when more. you say the worst organization, that means like the worst owners and different things like that. And yes, are there teams where maybe you possibly like to play for and you don't? It's not like we've never seen it before. Wasn't it the uh, the situation with Eli Manning? He wanted to be drafted first, but he didn't want to play for the Chargers. So why, that's why the whole situation went down with Phillip Rivers and the trade you know, to the Giants and all that stuff, la da da the rest is all history, which neither one of them were, were bad picks for either team. No. <laughs> but if you don't want to play for a certain team, it's 2023. Come out and put some bass in your voice and say it. Stop being a little bitch. Is, is Arizona, who, a lot of, who I think this is directed at, who a lot of people think is probably going to be the team that ends up with the first pick, is it a bad organization? They've kind of made some bonehead moves. Over the last few years, their coaching pitches, uh, picks haven't been necessarily spot on. Kyler Murray's looking like a horrible pick. Ah, well, I wouldn't say horrible. I don't know. The dude's pretty good. Last I, couple years, I don't know. I'm not really sold on 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 Kyler Murray at There's all. Been a lot of things, controversy, him not really studying his playbook, stuff like that. And, I, and with an IL deal, you know, they're probably making some pretty good money right now as is. So, hey, what's to say not staying the college another year? And, and I, I do think that's another thing that helps these players from trying to rush into the league all of a sudden. Maybe a little bit ahead of schedule when they're not ready. All right. Well, stay your senior season. Then, God forbid, you get hurt. And then, guess what? That first-round pick stock is gone out the window. And you're yeah. now a seventh-round pick. And you're fucking rehabbing from your torn ACL. Everything God forbid. Yeah, you know, God forbid we don't wish any anything bad on anybody like that. But no, but that's usually how the story goes. Is it not a lot of times you turn in my senior season and shit, I get hurt. Fuck, it's definitely a risk. We've seen we've seen it go both ways. We've seen guys gamble on themselves, and and you know, hey, it turned out for the best of them. We've seen guys gamble on themselves, and you know what? Something bad like that happens, and and it does. And bro, let's be honest. That's why there's Disney movies. Let's be honest. Just like you said, if you don't want to play for Arizona, come out and say it. Okay, well, I know that FSU's quarterback, he's a senior this year. Travis, and he looks pretty fucking good. Okay, well, maybe we'll take him first overall fucking pop pick, and we won't trade that pick, and we'll keep it. We'll take the fucking second-best quarterback. Staying in the ACC, Drake May right now is considered the second overall pick. You know, not, you not overall pick, but second, second overall quarterback. quarterback. So maybe you take a guy like that. I mean, there's options out there. You don't necessarily have to take the guy. Let's, who's, not, let's not act like this quarterback class isn't like gonna be a scrub one. Like, this well, past let's be real. Was. Guess what? If you don't or want, the, if you don't want my team, my team probably doesn't want you either. Because I want somebody who wants to be here and compete. Because we need a quarterback to turn it around. But I'm gonna be honest with you. The Bucks aren't guaranteed anything with their kind of sketch quarterback situation this year. So who's to say they're not a top five hey. pick in, in, in this quarterback conversation? Let, let's just say hypothetically, Arizona did okay, and maybe they were a game. They won to get one more game than the Buccaneers. Say the Buccaneers are, are, are the first overall draft pick. Does, is that a bad organization? No, we just were Super Bowl champions a couple years ago. Craig. What if, what if, God forbid, the Patriots aren't as good as I'm thinking they're going to be, and they only win three games, and they get the number one pick in the fucking draft? I mean, Mac Jones is a guy who I feel like in the NFL right now is an is an approved, uh, you know, a hundred percent he is. So, who knows what's going to happen? We don't know what the if, NFL. If 2023, gonna, people exactly. are putting on their big boy pants. They're saying what they need to say, and, and that's just how it is. You know, hell, even Dame Miller said, "I don't, you know, hey, I want to be traded. Send me to Miami." 
course, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but hey, <laughs> he said what he had to say. But, uh, you know, I know we talked about this a little bit ago. We've mentioned it a couple times throughout the show. ACC has added some new members. Joining next year, Southern Methodist University, a.k.a. SMU, the team that received the death penalty pretty much for uh, what well, Miami's already done a couple times, you know, basically NIL before NIL deal, pay to play. Real. Um, you got Cal, and you got a pretty prestigious team in Stanford coming in. So I think that does kind of strengthen our conference a little bit. I completely agree. I mean, Stanford has put out a lot of great athletes. I mean, Andrew, Andrew Luck being one of them, Christian McCaffrey being another one. I Cal's put out some really good talent in between Marshawn Lynch, and I know these are older guys, but Aaron Rodgers. I mean, but still, at the same time, you got to look at, you know, the, the, the quality of team you're getting in between Cal and, and, and Stanford. I think they're still great teams. I think Stanford could also be a, a team who could possibly pop in the top 25 this year. There's four teams in the ACC in the top 25 right now. One, one thing I love about college football is sometimes those guys find those dark horse, you know, recruits. Aaron Rodgers wasn't a guy that I, that I feel like was was highly touted after, but he, he's pretty much played himself in to be one of the best quarterbacks ever to play in the NFL. So, I mean, hey, sometimes you hit on those dark horse guys and, you know, Cal makes a run or some of these other schools that, you know, may not be at Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State that you see in the, in the spotlight all the time. You get those dark horses that come in. Maybe with this 12-team expansion going down with the playoffs to make to the national championship, man, it's going to be interesting coming up next year. Well, I'm, I think Clemson, North Carolina, and FSU are going to leave, though. I don't know about that, and you know I've had discussions with other people who who think that same situation. Notre, I mean, Notre Dame pushed ACC really hard to to bring these people in. I know Notre Dame is independent, but they do have a deal with us because they made a deal with us with the whole COVID situation, where you had to be affiliated with a conference to get into the national playoff. Uh, discussion so they became technically affiliated with us so now we have a deal with them where we play a certain amount of games every year home and away i know they're independent i know they're up for contracts and all that stuff for the tv renegotiations but guess what the acc is still going to have some away games that they can show that they can sell off to espn and some of these other places you still got smu who's on the who's on the come up who's been looking you know on the upside the past couple years who just hired rhett lashley the former offensive coordinator when Manny Diaz was in um, at Miami. I mean, it is crazy that they got a division called the Atlantic North Carolina that's called the Atlantic Coastal Conference and now has teams in Northern California and Dallas. <laughs> that's kind of wild. I mean, it is a little crazy, but look at the Big East. Big East just added Oregon. That's they added USC. Just as wild. That's definitely West Side, as my boy Tupac would say. So, I mean, with with the way the conferences have – I mean, hell, you got Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. And that's definitely the South Midwest. I don't know how what you really consider that, but it's definitely not the Southeast. Well, obviously, Florida State's obviously upset because they think Florida State football drives the whole disproportionate amount of the ACC's television viewership. And they think that they should be – rewarded more because of the more viewership that they bring in, which I disagree with 
fully. Well, they haven't really won a national championship in, what, 10 years or so since they had Jameis Winston. I think that it was even before the, the college football playoff even started. It was. Then you got, you know, other teams like Clemson, who pretty much I'm sure most of all South Carolina watches them. Not saying that they're hugely populated like that, but they are a nationally ranked team. They do play against nationally ranked opponents. They are a team that's usually up there in the spotlight in primetime games, which I'm sure accounts for something when it comes to revenue because during different time slots, you know, a 12 o'clock game uh, to run an ad may not garner as much as a primetime 730 game on, on, on Saturday night. So there are different things like that. They've been in the, in the championship more recently. So how much money have they gotten for that and, and been in bigger bowl games than Florida State? How much does that, you know, add to that equation i don't know the the books obviously am not their their accountant but i i like to say that you know at least miami contributes and that is some i think miami contributes to it i think uh north carolina especially when it comes to merch all uh, every team we just named unc i mean you can say what you want about but duke these people have loyal fan bases you know and it's you don't. I seriously doubt that everybody in America is turning into the ACC network just to watch Florida State. I mean, especially just a year ago, Florida State wasn't even relevant. I mean, they just got back into the scene this year after making multiple transfer portal moves. So and it, and it kind of started last year. We, it did kind of start see them last year. To the, You're to the right, right, you know, a hundred percent. But they kind of been irrelevant these last few years. Just like I said about Michigan, just like I said about other teams. And I understand about their complaints and different things like that where the ACC is not fighting. And they're not, they're not saying no, blah, blah, blah. It's just because the way that the, certain, the, the current contract is structured, which I'm sure is something they can bring back to ESPN. They just added some stuff. They got some things going on for them. Maybe the contract can be renegotiated or, or, or re-upped. And they can do a sliding scale, which is something that they pretty much want, where like, you know, the top teams make more money than some of the teams that are just basically in the conference. It's understandable. If you are a bigger draw, bigger money draw, you're playing in bigger bowl games, which obviously bring the conference bigger money, then yes, you should get a little bit of bigger of the pie, which is what they've already kind of started to do, but until a bunch of I's get dotted and a bunch of T's get crossed and probably a nice, you know, Webster dictionary size contract gets, you know, printed up. But they're working towards that with this new situation because Cal and Stanford both have agreed to only take 30% of what they would normally get out of the pot for, I think, the next nine years. You got SMU that said, hey, we got... We a church school. We got money. We got rich alumni. We going to get the players that we need to compete with you guys because it's NIL deal. And guess what? That thing that we got the death penalty for, it don't bother us no more. We getting jiggy with Jesus. We going to bring the players in that we need. So, hey, we forfeit our money for the next nine years. Well, guess what? That extra money is going to create a pool of probably 30 to 50 million that's going to get divvied up between the Clemsons, the UNCs, the Miamis, the Florida States, the, or whoever it is that happens to be, hell, maybe at this point, Duke, that happens to be at the top tier of the ACC with some of the smaller schools getting a little bit less of the dividends. But either way, what they're getting, even though it's lesser, is probably going to be still more than what they're currently getting. So guess what? Everybody's happy. I think it's something that can, can be done. 
We may see a situation. There's only a handful of independent teams. We may see a situation where the, the NCAA comes out and says, hey, we're doing away with this independent crap. You guys need to sign to a conference if you want to be eligible for a national championship and kind of make Notre Dame choose. And maybe they already kind of know that because why would you push ACC, who you already have a deal worked out with, where they're going to play a certain amount of ACC games anyways, so they're really not technically ACC, but they affiliated. They may not be a Crip, but they're they, 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 uh, uh, a lesser gang affiliated with the Crips. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying they're a gang school, because, but just even think, How dare of, you? think think about the rivalries, though, that they, that they just created. We already know about them at Stanford. That's always been a pretty good rivalry game. You got every so many years you're going to be playing against Miami. We already know that con- convicts versus uh, Catholics or whatever at 30-30, all about it. You can check it out ESPN Plus if you haven't already. I mean, you can streamline it for free. Let's just be real. Hell, Notre Dame against Florida State. People want to see that. Yeah, I agree. Notre Dame versus Clemson. People want to see that. Absolutely. So guess what? All those contracts and different things that are about to get re-upped between the Big Ten in a few years or however long it is, I think it's like five or six years out. Same thing with the SEC, even though it is a little bit sooner than what the ACC will. Guess what? ACC can sit back. We already got a little extra money to keep these schools happy for now. Oh, the Big Ten signed this contract, huh? They got this, this, and this worked up. Okay, take notes. Oh, SEC got this, blah, blah, blah. Take notes. Now you got something to come to the bargaining table with. Plus, you got three new schools. And who knows what the landscape's going to look like because – you brought in all these big teams to the SEC, to the Big Ten. Some of these lesser schools may want to leave for somewhere else because they're not, you know, or, or maybe they're just going to be happy with where they're at. Who knows? But if you're Clemson, if you're Florida State, and, and Clemson's on a decline, in my opinion, why would you want to jump to the SEC, which does make sense geographically, but why would you want to jump to the SEC and maybe be the sixth, seventh best team in the conference? Yeah, that's that's the one thing I have to argue with is is why, the is the money going to be there? Is is the sixth place team payout in the SEC or the Big Ten going to be equivalent to what probably is going to be the new ACC guideline because they're going to have to conform to what the other leagues or you know the other conferences are doing? So if you're first or second there, what's the, what's the pay scale difference? That's exactly there? what I was just about to say. So you took the words right out of my mouth. So I I completely agree. Why would you go to another division when you don't know what you're going to be getting there as possibly not the best team when you could be getting what you're getting in the ACC as the second best team? Because I can tell you what Miami's doing. They shutting the fuck up. Exactly. And I have seen speculation that maybe Miami – Moves. Well, it's because but it's all speculation. Like SMU, it, 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 it's, bro, don't be hitting yeah. that. Well, it's not something. It's not something we like got risk. <laughs> like FSU has come out and been like, "Hey, we want to leave," which has quieted down the last couple of weeks since this has happened. So who knows what discussions may be going on behind closed doors? Miami's thinking like, "Damn." Well, eventually, ACC situation is going to switch up. They're going to kind of be more in line with these other leagues. Clemson leaves. Florida State leaves. Well, damn. We might have a good shot of winning the ACC and being the top team. So not only are we going to get big money, we got big money We got big money alumni out there that's helping us out. Plus, we're going to mow money, mow money, mow money. I feel like that's the only thought for Miami Hurricanes fans because your team isn't that good. So you're thinking, get the best teams out of there so we can actually win. <laughs> no, because listen, I'm telling you, I ain't going to give you my prediction, but watch. I can't wait to hear it. No, nah, we're going to talk about it next Wednesday when you Speaking talk. Speaking of the Miami Hurricanes, 
one Miami Hurricane legend who is no longer with us on this earth, one Sean Taylor, mm. uh, has a little brother. He does. And how we're just now hearing about this, because he's a junior now, playing for Rice University. He was a highly recruited. I, I think he's improved a little bit over the last couple of years. I think he was a three-star coming out. Well, Saturday, if you're not doing nothing, go to the NFL Network and check Rice University play Houston, University of Houston at 7 p.m. And look out for number 26 We're in the, on the, the Rice Owls. Wearing the same number as his big brother, one Sean Taylor. And his name is Gabriel Taylor, the little brother of Sean Taylor, R.I.P. And you're right. He has wasn't highly recruited. His last two seasons, he's had over 60 tackles, solo tackles, and he plays safety, and he's had five interceptions the last two seasons. So... He's on the come up. And they're saying he's looking like a spinning image of his brother, which he, is amazing. He definitely does. And he talks in, in the interviews that I was listening to. He likes to, he likes to lay that wood. He does. He's a hitter. He is a hitter. And, and before we move on, because I know we're getting close to getting jumping into some fantasy football topics and some different things like that. As a side note, it's something I wanted to bring up. I know we were talking about some of the upsets, you know, the Florida State LSU upset, which was still pretty impressive. What's even funnier about this game is somebody who's kind of blown up this last year. Angel Reese lost a bet and had to show up in school with FSU gear on. And I know she was hating life for that day. Like, damn it. Why, why did the football team let me down? But, hey, that was school spirit. It's, you know, all the fun and games. I'm pretty sure I got a bet with somebody this. Yeah, I do. I got a bet with somebody. If the Patriots have 10 wins, he has to wear a Patriots jersey and make it his profile picture for a week. And if the Dolphins have more than nine wins, I got to wear a Dolphins shirt or something for a week. So, yeah, I do got a bet. So, same thing. Ooh. Yeah. I forgot I, got, I, forgot I made that with my boy not too long ago. Man, you are. Yeah. Uh... That, that could be crucial. Could be crucial. That might be our. That's going to be our poll question of the week. I'm going to throw it in there right now. Who will have better record? No. Okay. Oh. No, nah, that's not you. really going to be a good poll question. I was going to say, have you ever made? Because because the only thing with our poll questions is you can't re- respond to it. Maybe yeah, it could be our yeah. question that I could put in there because I can't change that. What's one of the craziest sports bets you've ever made? And, and I don't really mean financially. If you, if it was a crazy financial one that that you want to throw out there. But I'm sure that people do that all the time, like, you know, whether it be hopefully not as crazy as getting the tattoo of the other team on you. But, you know, like you said, wearing, you know, something, you know, from that team for a week, making it your profile picture or whatever the situation. You want to hear mine? What's that? I betted in 2007 that the Patriots would win the Super Bowl against the Giants. And I bet my wife. So another dude had to sleep with my wife. Because the Patriots lost Super Bowl. Thanks a lot, Patriots. Even though I was only 14 at the time. But still. <laughs> still. I'm just kidding. Moving on to fantasy football. Uh, obviously, the NFL is right around the corner. We got a game. The start of the season 
is in one day. Tomorrow is Thursday night football. We got the Chiefs. We got the Detroit Lions. We'll get into that later. We'll give you our picks for Thursday night football, of course. But fantasy football, we had our most of our drafts this weekend. Yes, we did. And we had the Honeycrust draft. We had the Andrew Luck Memorial draft. How'd you think you did? I think that I did better than what they graded me as. Yeah, I don't. I, the grades, the grades don't matter. If they told me I was going to go twelve and one last season, and I end up winning fucking losing twelve games instead of winning twelve games. So it means nothing. So don't don't take that shit. Into I never do. It's just always funny. It is funny. It's bulletin board. When you material. told me too, you were like, "I got fucking Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and they gave me a D." The fuck. Last place. No, that no. Oh no, that's right. That was the other league. That that was in uh, in short bus superstars. No, 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 no. In Zach's league, Andrew Luck, but I I got Herbert and Pollard first. I I got confused. But even in, in the Honeycrust league, they got me ranked to seventh, or something like that. Yeah, they got me ranked third in that league. And I got Stephon Diggs and, and Josh Allen, my first two picks. I got a lot of upside in my running backs, but they don't see it that way. But hey, I got Jalen Hurts, my first pick. That is not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick at all. That's pretty interesting what you guys did. Right. I think we should do like a side a side league. Bro. That Ma- could be an interesting thing. Maybe we could let our boy run that one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. You can run that league. <laughs> but I thought I did pretty well. Uh in the Honeycrust League, my first pick was Jalen Hurts. And then my second pick was Fuck, I don't know. It's not important. Anyway, but yeah, I did. Well, I, you don't know because you didn't draft him, though. That's the no, thing. I did. Okay. Because remember, I, I drafted on Carter's account. Oh. So, yes. So, I was picking six. He was picking one on my account, and then we just flip-flopped teams. Oh. Correct. Got you. Yeah. But I do like our idea better. Our idea is... Everybody pick a team randomly, and then at the end of the draft, we draw, and whoever picks, we number the teams, and we draw, and you pick and play with the team that you drew from the buck. And the the kicker is you can end up getting the team that you drafted anyways. You could get the team that you draft, or you could get... Your team that you drafted in the Honey Crush, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it all it all depends on who drafts what. And Zach made a good point. It's like, oh well, who? What if somebody decides to draft like like stupid? Well, guess what? You draft stupid. That's the team you fucking get. That's your punishment. If you decide to tank on purpose, that's the team you're getting. How about that? And we just take away a team, and everybody else draws from that. You, you know what is? So that's an idea we thought about, which we might take take into consideration. You know what is funny? Your brother Steve. Saturday night. Why is everybody taking quarterbacks? La da 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 da. Who, who did he end up with as a starter in, in, in uh, the Honeycrust League? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. But did you notice somebody picked the quarterback a lot earlier? <laughs> he picked Pat Mahomes, didn't he? <laughs> in the Andrew Luck Memorial. The I think he might have. In the first round, he picked Pat Mahomes. I think he might have, yeah. And see, I don't like that whole, oh, you shouldn't pick a quarterback in the first round. It's a waste of a pick. I'm sorry, that's a stupid fucking analogy. Because quarterbacks literally are the one person who scores the most in the league, in every league. Yeah. 
In every league, they scored the most amount of points, whether it's 30. In our league, it's 600 sometimes because we just add another zero to it. I don't understand why people think quarterbacks are not valuable. In my opinion, the top five quarterbacks are very worthy of a first-round pick. First, second-round pick all day. All day long. People would put so much emphasis on, you got to take a running back who catches out of the backfield. Oh, you got to get a receiver who catches 15 balls a game. Like, that's so rare. That's why nowadays the running back market has become so crazy as it is because there's so many running backs out there who can do so many good things. Sometimes the quarterback makes double the points that the running back makes in the game, even, even your dual threat. Exactly. So what are you going to take, a 45-point Pat Mahomes or a 22-point top running back? Exactly. Exactly. Where you can get the running back on the way back and maybe it still be a 16-point-a-game running back. Pat Mahomes had 40 touchdowns and 4,500 yards last year. Yeah, stupid numbers. Then he even gets some of the little goal line touches on the QB sneaks and stuff every now and then. Duh. I don't, yeah, I don't, and especially the dual-threat quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and, Cass, and Lamar, like dudes who are doing both who are going to get you rushing yards and rush, possibly a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown in the same game, and people were like, no, I don't I don't pick a quarterback to the sixth round. Well, you keep doing that. It's new style fantasy and I, football, and baby. I, and I don't like how they make fun of me for wanting to take a quarterback like Pat Mahomes in the first round. You see me? I took Stephon Diggs, and I'm like, all right, because he was the top-rated player at the time. Then all of a sudden, on the comeback, I'm like, Josh, Josh Allen's still here? All right, Bet. So I got another list for you. All right. I'm ready for it. I got another list for you. This was inspired okay. by the list you gave me a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Andrew Luck mm-hmm. and if he was deserving of a quarterback in the Hall of Fame spot. Okay. So this is the top five quarterback in passing yards who have not won a Super Bowl. Okay. Can you name those quarterbacks? And let me give you a hint. So we're talking about passing yards all time. Pass all time passing yards who have not won a Super Bowl. Vinny Tessaverdi's on that list. He is on the list, but he's not top five. Okay. So he what is he top ten? He's top ten. Okay. He's seven. I'm trying to think who all was on this list that I've already read. Uh Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is one. I'll give you one hint. There's an active quarterback right now. Active quarterback on the list. Is it? He got really close to winning one. <sighs> I don't get that reference. You don't get that reference? Nope. <sighs> I still don't get the reference. He was really close to winning one, but uh. <sighs> oh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's two, twenty-eight to three. <clears throat> For all the Falcons fans out there, you could have just said Vegas. I would have got that a lot quicker. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're betting Vegas. A little $1,500. Number three, possibly the most famous quarterback to never win the Super Bowl. Mm, Dan Marino. Dan Marino's number three. Now, the next two, older school guys. Okay. Old school. Not too old school, but Oilers old school. So Warren Moon's on there? Warren Moon is on there. Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins is not on the list. He is on the list, but he's like 10th. Hmm. Brett Favre won one. 
Joe Flacco's one. one Another eighties quarterback. Jim Kelly. Nope. That was a good one. That, that was a good one. Four of them. That was a good one. Troy Aikman won one. Hmm. I'll give you a hint. Played in the NFC. McNabb? Not Donovan McNabb. Because he didn't win one, though, right? He did not win one. Hmm. Give you one more hint. NFC North. NFC North. So it's not Brett Favre because he won one. I don't think it would be Rex Grossman. Nope. He never won one. Rex Grossman? That was a gross answer. That was a gross answer. I'm just trying to think. Who who would it be? Because, I mean... Favre and Aaron Rodgers have both won one, and that's yep. NFC North. Yep. So it has to be somebody from... Old school. Dante Culpepper? Nope. Same team. Man. Randall Cunningham? Nope. He is on the list. Damn, who is it? Who, I'm Fran Tarkenton. Oh, that's throwback. It's <laughs> like the 80s. Isn't the, yeah, that's what I said. I thought you said 90s. No, I said 80s quarterback. My bad. <laughs> that might even have been 70s. Yeah, uh, Vinny Testaverde is 7th. Uh, Dan Fouts is 8th. Uh, Kerry Collins is 10th. And I think there's one more quarterback I forgot on there. I forgot on that list. But yeah, those are the top five quarterbacks. Both top five quarterbacks in passing yards who have not won a Super Bowl. That's pretty interesting. It is a pretty good one, too. Going to the Baltimore Ravens. I thought this was really cool, man, just because it's never done, been done before. The Ravens are the first team in NFL history to have an all-black quarterback room, meaning two coaches are black and all three quarterbacks are black as well, which I think is awesome, man, because it's showing you, you know, the, it's how transcendent the, the position is. It's not the typical white guy quarterback like it's been the past, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, and it has been the past 20 years. I mean, majority of the guys like Steve McNair, Don McNair, Dante Culpepper type guys, Warren Moon, but now you're, it's, it's, it's really cool to see the, the, the quarterback transcending and getting the well-recognition of his deserving outside of just running the ball like Lamar is. I mean, Lamar is a dual-threat quarterback, and the other two they have as well. Thanks to guys like Michael Vick for kind of setting the stage oh, for that. Oh, man. I mean, top Still five. one of my favorite. I mean, I hated watching him against Miami, but I used to love watching Michael Vick when it was him against any other team. Michael Vick, when he played for the Falcons – Possibly some of the greatest highlights. Even when he played, bro, when they were down to the Giants in that on that Sunday night game and they came back and won it when he was the quarterback, bro, some of the plays that he made that game, bro, amazing, was prime Michael Vick. And, it, and shout out to the Eagles for giving that man a second chance, man. Yeah, really, and paid dividends. And it paid dividends, really did. I mean, they had Deshaun Jackson. They had, uh, what was that one game, number 18? Jeremy, uh, you know what I'm talking about? I'm not the top of my head. Dang, man, it's right on the tip of my tongue. He was really good at the time, too, when they had him. So, and they had uh, Brett Selleck at the, as their tight end at the, at the time. End, yep. I mean, come on, man. I think Westbrook was still running the ball. Great, great Eagles team, Michael Vick. Uh, going on to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey had got hurt in practice, hyperextended his knee. They were fearing that he might have torn his ACL, but signs are looking good. The ACL is intact. 
and it's looking like just a bruise on the on the bone on the knee, which sucks. Which does suck because I got him in two fantasy leagues. First round pick down the drain seems like, but he's uncertain for tomorrow night's game against the Detroit Lions. There has not been a de- definite answer on if he's not or is going to play. But he's probably not. They just want to hold on. The last I would minute. assume he's probably not going to just because something that serious. Uh, he's officially listed as questionable for Thursday's night game against the Lions. And who knows? They talked about how it was a little bit swollen right now. Maybe it, the swelling does come down in a couple of days. He probably didn't practice today. He's probably not going to do anything much the next couple of days. And who knows? Like I said, he could possibly play, but. Do you really want to risk that? I was just about to say, look, nobody wins a Super Bowl week one. Don't force your prime pass catcher into a game where it can maybe ruin his whole season. Let the man get some rest. Maybe even take two weeks off if he has to. I know it's going to suck for fantasy football owners, but at the end of the day, do you really want to risk that kind of situation, that kind of injury for a, a, a win against a team who – Quite possibly, let's be honest, they could, this could be a Super Bowl preview. I feel like the Lions do have a shot to make a run. Whoa! I'm going to say that. Hey, me and Eric have both been in agreement that we thought the Lions were going to win this game before this we'll get into that. We, we, haven't, we haven't got there yet. We, we still got so, some more injury updates. We're going to get into that, that game in a second. That's right. We are. Fuck. Cooper Cup. Looking like Cooper Cup might not be starting week one at all. He has officially been moved to doubtful for week one in the NFL, and he might possibly end up on IR to start the season, which is he's going to miss the first four games if that's the case. I think that's only if he gets put on the pup list. P.O.P., that's right. If he's IR, I think they can bring him back sooner. But, but even still, you're wasting you're wasting a roster spot, which I, I think that, you know for Cooper Cup is not necessarily wasting a roster spot, but the PUP list does it, it allow you to bring somebody in for some few games to replace that person. But nonetheless, still a big a big hit for the Rams and fantasy football owners. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you need a receiver, go check out Vance Jefferson. He was really solid the one yep. year before he got hurt last year. So go check out Vance Jefferson if you need one. But Cooper Cup, obviously, not playing week one. Probably not going to play the first few weeks. Got a hamstring injury. Those things are, are bitches, man. Never had one personally, but I do know about and heard professional athletes talking about them in the past. They linger. They can re-aggravate real easily, especially yes. as a receiver when you're using your legs all the time like they are. So these are things that you obviously have to take very lightly when it comes to your receiver, your top receiver at that, one of the best receivers in the NFL at that. So I would not be surprised if we don't see Cooper Cup for the first four weeks, to be honest with you. Yeah, at least the first. Regardless of the PUP, I still think he's going to be out for the first four weeks of the season, especially with the hamstring. You get him going, you obviously you got you got to make sure that he's hundred percent healthy before you even think about bringing him back to yeah, the field. Yeah, it, it's it could be lingering, like you said, nothing that you should, that you should take lightly, and uh, we'll we'll monitor this up and keep you guys posted. Jerry Judy, another receiver, got a hamstring injury, yep. uncertain for week one. Terry McLaurin, uncertain for week one, got a toe turf injury that he suffered in the last preseason game. Very good receivers out there who are all battling injuries for week one and uncertain in the air. Terry, somebody I got to monitor because I got him in one of my leagues. So <laughs> Exactly. That's why I bitched him, baby. Cats like you who got him in the league. Yep. 
Uh, moving on to some pretty tragic news. We all found out this out today. Ex-wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Caveman Williams, was uh, pronounced dead earlier today at a construction site that he was working on. And it's such tragic news, man, especially when you hear people like Gerald McCoy come out and say that he has now played with – he has now lost four members that he played with part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before he is even 40 years old. And life is crazy, and it comes at you really quick. So, you know, you never know when your day is going to come. So I just wanted to give a big RIP for Mike Williams. Yeah, live every day like it's your last. You man. guys have actually hung out with him before. Yeah, we, we were uh, – Exchanged some tree together in, in the sense of smoking it together. So, like – Hey, we, we, we were hanging out. Yeah, man. Really a, cool dude. We were, we were all judges of a, a – Basically, a, a rap competition. That's what it was. Had had a very good time. Shout out to Gen TV. You guys can check them out. You can look them up online everywhere. Gen TV, and uh, you know, just just a really good time. Really down to earth guy. Hung out with him. You know, wasn't a crazy crazy like party or anything like that. You know, normal like have a few drinks here and there, having a good time, just hanging out. But uh, you know, sad day for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even though he wasn't like a a a, a top receiver. You know, he he wouldn't be a guy that you would put in the Hall of Fame. Still, he made somebody, noise. Still, yeah, still he somebody some who, who had some pretty good, solid numbers, and, and had a pretty decent career in, in the NFL. And it's you know sad to see a, a, a young man like this off a tragedy of, of a steel beam hitting him or something like that, yeah, right, bro? It's it's so crazy, man. You know, just you know, even Jerry McCoy said it. You know, when I was a kid, I thought football players were superheroes. I really did. And you see it, you now you know, especially a guy closer to our age, me being thirty, you being your age, and forty-two. I didn't want to say it. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. It's I was all good. I'll put myself all out right, there. All right, I still love you. It doesn't mean just because you're older doesn't mean nothing. But you know, it's so it's it's still it kind of hits harder when it's closer to that age. Group yeah, because you it, you you don't even want. Could have been one of us exactly. You don't even want to think about or see that. Around our age. R.I.P. Mike Williams and uh, prayers out to his family and everybody involved in the whole situation, man. It's just so tragic. I Going agree. to uh, some positive news. Back on an uplifting note. Nick Bosa. Show the, me the money. The brother of Joey Bosa finding that fat stack of cash in his life. Nick Bosa agreeing to a big fat paycheck. Seven years, $170 million, $122.5 million guaranteed. Woo! You know who's salty right now? Woo! Who? The Jacksonville Jaguars because they wanted him so bad in a trade. My man T. Snow, who I was just playing golf with this past Sunday, he shared this on his Facebook page and he said, and people were like, you're crazy. And I told people, it's not far-fetched. The dude went to football, play football at in Florida. He's a Florida boy. And I could definitely see Miami or Jacksonville being in the mix of that situation if that were to come. But San Francisco is smarter, than, obviously, than they look when it comes to the Trey Lance situation, when it comes to Joey Bosa. They paid that man. They wasn't going to let that man go nowhere. They, no, uh, come on, bro. That's con- Nick Bosa is possibly one of the best defensive players in the league right now, outside of J.J. Watt or 
my bad, TJ Watt. You know, so it's just it's 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 crazy. It's 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 smart for the 49ers to actually pay that man and not let him walk like the rumors were when they were just rumors. We all probably knew that he wasn't going nowhere. To People always got to make some kind of stories up to stay relevant. Of course, like, man. stuff like that. But they did. They did pay the man. And you wonder who's happy about the whole situation besides the 49ers and their fans? Chris Jones. Oh yeah, man. That sets the market. But, but but he's come. He has come out and said that he's not trying to be the highest paid. He just wants to be compensated and get a little bit of a better deal. I'm sorry. I said seven years, five year. I apologize. Okay. Five year deal. Still a pretty good. Pretty fat check. Ladies and gentlemen, football is here. That was I my don't drum think roll. Anybody, this is going to be the. We have officially passed the last Sunday without football. There will be football on Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, sometimes Saturday, and Monday for the next fuck six months. NFL anyways. until Sunday. There will be there will until be, February. There will be college football on Saturdays always. Exactly, but. NFL, we will have football on Thursday, Friday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for the next fucking months. Not Friday, Friday. Well, co- high school, college too. Yeah, there are college games yeah, on, on Friday, Fridays. Craig. You're right. That's why I said it. There will be some form and of high school football, football too, yeah. Craig. Why? Yeah, we got a big game in Sarasota this week for the Book of Tornadoes. Well, plus you got national ranked teams like IMG right here around the corner from Venice us. High School, who Venice are over two. That, that we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. Guess those transfers aren't really working out for you, boys. All right, anyway, we go on football. NFL, it's here, baby. Gotta love NIL. <laughs> A lot of big games this week. Obviously, we got tomorrow's game: Detroit Lions versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Patriots versus the the, the Philadelphia Eagles is a big game. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears versus the the Green Bay Packers is a big game. No more Aaron Rodgers. Kind of get a feel of what Jordan Love is going to be like and what the Packers are going to bring to the table. Against a Justin Fields who looks like he has some upside. The dude looks great. Yeah. He got DJ Moore in. DJ Moore has looked incredible in the preseason They for got them. some weapons for him they over there. Let's see what weapons. they do. Watch out, for the, watch out for the Bears. The Bears. Watch out for the Bears. That's going to be an interesting division. But I do think there's some really good games in, in week one off rip, honestly. So I'm excited. I know everybody else out there is excited. But... We'll talk about Thursday night specifically. Getting into tomorrow night. The Detroit Lions versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs are going to be out, be without one Travis Kelsey possibly. So, Craig Wiley Jr., Chiefs are at home. Four and a half point favorites. Give me your thoughts. I'm going to say that that point spread drops a little bit over the next 24 hours. Especially if Kelsey does I don't think play. Possibly, I think more than likely he is going to be out of this game because why? Why risk it for no biscuit? For no biscuit, and possibly get one of your best players injured for a, a big chunk of the season in a game that isn't going to make or break your season. I think with that alone, Travis Kelsey, the most trusted receiver, even though he's a tight end, the most trusted pass catcher. On the Kansas City Chiefs being out, there is definitely writing on the wall for the Detroit Lions to come into Arrowhead Stadium, play a really good game with some upgrades that they got on their team themselves, 
and see where it goes and possibly upset the Kansas City Chiefs at home, which I think is going to happen. I would like to take that bet as well, Craig Riley Jr. I'm on the board with you. I got the Lions winning by at least a touchdown. Let's go, Lions. Watch out for the Lions this year, man. And are they even going to have Chris Jones on the defense? He's not reported yet. He has not showed up to camp yet. So, so there's no Chris Jones, possibly no Travis Kelsey. That's two of your best players right there. We'll see how it goes. That's, that's, that's a big hit to start off week one. Troy Lions are my lock of the week, Craig Wilder Jr. Okay, that's your lock of the week. That's my lock of the week. Go make some money. Go make some money. You heard it right here. Newman, go lock that in. I know you go get those things going on. I think that they're – I'm not going to say they're my lock. Uh, I am going to give a prediction of 35-28 Detroit Lions. That's a good round number. It's a good round number. I said touchdown. You like that score right there? So I'm going I'm going 34 mm. 24. Going 10 points. That's what I'm going. 34 24. I just think Pat Mahomes is going to still make some things happen. Um as far as my lock this week, I'm going to say hmm looking at at this schedule. My lock this week, you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to go with the Commanders over Arizona. Come on. <laughs> it's probably the biggest spread with seven <laughs> fucking points. He picks the most obvious one. Go make some money. <laughs> go make some money. Balling. Ball on a budget, man. That's what we do over here. Hey, I'm just trying to get, get the surefire pick, man. I'm just trying to get the surefire pick. You got to pick the upset, man. That's locked, man. No, you, you got to pick the, the smart one. That's right. But if you want to make some good money, I guarantee you, go, go, for, go, for, go throw 50 bucks on the fucking Lions. I guarantee you might get a nice little come up. There Watch. you go. Right Especially there. Especially if they win. Call your bookie up right now. Call them up. Call them up. Draftpicks.com, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> DraftKings. There it is. Smokey. I didn't want to. <laughs> Sponsor- <laughs> Sponsored by Smokey. Sponsored by Smokey. <laughs> oh, man. We got to get in a couple of those games with him this year because you know he's going he's gonna to have it down. Of course. Come on now. Got to go let, load like 20 bucks into my account. At least. I think I already got 20 bucks sitting there from I last year. I may have some in there yeah. from last year. I don't know. I got to double check it. It's been a while since I've logged it's, in. It's been a while. It has. But yeah, man, those are our Thursday picks. Definitely uh, had a great show today. Yeah, it was. Sure. Like I said, it was about an hour and a half, baby. Like I said, I knew it was going to be a long one. L- looking forward to seeing what... Uh, College football brings to us to talk about next week. Any final words, Derek Fugers? Patriots win Sunday afternoon at 425. Well, not I 425 because the game doesn't end at 425. But the Patriots win on a last-second field goal from a big catch from Devontae Parker, from Mac Jones, to get him in the field goal range, Patriots win 34-31 over the Philadelphia Eagles to go 1-0 to start the season. You heard it here first. Carter doesn't like that, but I'm not even going to try to go there with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just hope we don't have Justin Jefferson run uh, lightest, not run, but light, run all over us, technically yards after catch. Over under 150 for J.J. 
Honestly, I think he's going to have 180 and two touchdowns. <laughs> 180 and two touchdowns. That's my bold. That's my bold prediction against the Buccaneers defense. He's gonna Justin Jefferson's gonna have 180 yards, two touchdowns. Guess what? What's that? I bet y'all win the damn game. Nope. I'm gonna cut you off right there and mute fun. you. It's fun. <laughs> but when we come back here Wednesday and you're y'all got a dub, I'm just gonna be sitting here looking at you like this. Possibly letting people see that picture that I got of you exposed. No, you can't exposed. do that. You can't do that. For another edition of No Boundary Sports Talk, I'm Craig Wiley, Derek Fugers. We're signing out. See you guys next week.